your biography becomes your biology. So you in your life went from hopeless, helpless to this beautiful life where you are now. You did it using your own power and bringing in the power that created your body in the first place and created the universe. Everyone has access to that. All inflammation is anger, resentment, rage. And all healing involves getting that released from your body and healing the inner four-year-old who never had a say. Hello, this is Dr. Christiane Northrup, and this is the Lifestylist Podcast. Well, 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 you are in for a treat today, my friends. This is episode 435 with Dr. Christiane Northrup, medical freedom, injection protection, and how to save yourself and your sanity. You'll find the show notes link at lukestory.com slash Northrup. And trust me when I say that there are a ton of resources dropped in this one that you'll likely want to follow up on. So again, the show notes are lukestory.com slash Northrup. Now, I'm guessing that Dr. Northrup needs no introduction for most of you, but for the few of you that are not yet familiar with her work, here's the scoop on her illustrious career. Christiane Northrup, MD, is a visionary pioneer in women's health. She's also a board-certified OBGYN and New York Times bestselling author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, The Wisdom of Menopause, and Goddesses Never Age. In 2013, Reader's Digest named Dr. Northrup one of the most 100 trusted people in America. And then in 2016, she was named one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100. And if that's not enough, she's also hosted eight highly successful public television specials, and her work has been featured on The Today Show, NBC Nightly News, The View, Rachel Ray, Good Morning America, 2020, and The Dr. Oz Show, among many others, including the one you're about to hear. Now, I've been a fan of hers for many years and even more so recently due to her unflinching stance on the many egregious offenses against humanity and our fundamental rights that have been perpetuated by the medical and political establishment in the era of the pandemic. I mean, she's truly a warrior and someone who's been fighting for all of us on the front lines of freedom from day one of this colossal, tyrannical shit show. And the episode you're about to hear is much more a meeting of the minds or a fireside chat of sorts than it is an interview in the formal sense. We essentially catch up on the current state of humanity and what some of us are doing to keep our heads above water in these turbulent times. As such, we discuss many a topic in this one, so I'll just drop a couple items here and get right into it. We cover Dr. Northrop's most important message, one so dangerous to the establishment that they had no choice but to demonize and censor her over the past two and a half years. The absolutely dire effects that face diapers and social distancing have had on kids. How to deal with the loss of family members and friends with opposing views on hot topics like jabs and mandates. The risks of spike protein shedding and how to keep yourself safe from the fallout. Some tactics of recovery for people with buyer's remorse after opting into the latest experimental gene therapy. The miracle solution to ending seasonal colds and flu once and for all. The well-kept secret of how to play and win financial 5D chess in a system that's rigged heavily against us. And finally, how to protect yourself and your loved ones from the imminent economic crash. And to that end, specifically in the second hour, Dr. Northrop and I discussed the tool we're both using to join a movement that is facilitating a parallel economy based on gaining access to sound money, aka noble metals. And this is something I'm really excited about personally as someone who unfortunately has never been that great at saving 
and has a growing interest in investing in silver and gold. So I'm going to tell you now before we start, if you want to learn more about this strategy and join our community of freedom-oriented people, I'll invite you now to visit lukestory.com slash realmoney, where you can learn about this opportunity along with me. Again, that's lukestory.com slash realmoney. And lastly, before we jump down this rabbit hole, I really want to invite you to keep an open mind as some of what we discuss will likely be foreign and maybe even triggering for a few of you. Just know that as always, I'm seeking to find and share the truth about our world and our place in it. As a result, it's sometimes necessary to have some tough conversations about topics that are for some of us more comfortable to avoid. And in this episode, as you can tell, many such topics are explored. Yet she and I definitely both express and feel a sense of hope, if not faith, actually, that if we all come together with a balance of sincerity, uh, of humor, and compassion as a shared humanity, we might just see our way through this time of great change. So hang in there as you listen and enjoy this wild ride of an episode with the one and only Dr. Christiane Northrup on the Lifestylist Podcast. Dr. Northrup, welcome to the Lifestylist Podcast. What a pleasure to be here, Luke. You know, you <laughs> this one's a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made a I made a list, God, probably five years ago, you know, after I've been going for about a year, and I was like, all right, these are the big names that I want, the the big guests that I want to go after. And you're still on that list. And for whatever reason, you know, it's just I get caught up in life and another person shows up and another one shows up and I, and I rarely actually get to that list. So, um, you know, our mutual friend, Seth from Tourmaline Springs, great yes. spring water out of, uh, out of Maine, you know, finally it's like, Oh, we're good friends. She's my neighbor. I'll, I'll connect you. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Seth has been a real beacon of crystalline light and good water during this time, you know, when, when we had to find each other. I didn't know Seth, and, and then he shows up in my living room with a whole case of the water and uh, is on the same page, you know. You never knew, I mean, we never knew who in the last two and a half years has been with us and who hasn't been with us, and we've all been pretty shocked by those who kind of fell off the truck. Uh, that you <laughs> yeah. thought were, you know, were sort of part of us. You know, I just say, wow, they just fell off the turnip truck. Oh, really? Waldorf schools, yoga teachers. Oh, channeling, um, you know, apparently erudite beings from other dimensions. And you too? A2 Brute? I don't think so. So, I mean, there are those of us who saw it from the beginning. I'm doing a, a thing with Brandon Straka next Saturday, and it's called uh, The Army of the Awakened. <laughs> awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, his, his walk away campaign, you know, just walk yeah. away from basically insanity, really. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that as, as these medical issues, um, or at least they're being, they're being represented as medical issues. I don't know that they have been, but, you know, there's so much politics involved in it, right? And then in the beginning of this, you had you know, more of kind of the the right-leaning people who are really behind Trump and think that he was going to be the Messiah that came and saved us all. And people are kind of leaning into that. And then now I think, thankfully, you have people from kind of both sides of the spectrum politically, at least, a, you know, a large enough swath of them, hopefully, uh, to form a critical mass where they're going, you know what, it, it isn't about like this side or that side politically. It's about you're either pro-humanity 
or you're not. <laughs> yeah, we, we're calling it sort of the third party, uh, the Medical Freedom Party. And long ago in the summer of 2020, Pam Popper out of Ohio uh, said, okay, I know a way to end this because she called the whole thing fact-free hysteria. And, uh, you know, that when it started and she said, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to become one issue voters. And the one issue is, do you or do you not believe that I should have the right to determine what gets injected into my body or that of my children? And if you say something like, well, I'm not sure. And uh, well, there are circumstances where no next Next. So what we've done in the past two and a half years is we really have raised an army of light where people realize that the left and the right are often hopelessly corrupted, often by the same powers. And the, and here's what it is. It's like having your basic borderline personality disorder or narcissist. And it's this. Oh, I know how we're going to do this. I'll get you to fight with her and then I will be the good guy and then I'll get all the loosh. And the loosh is the the money, the energy, the attention, the fame. I'll get that all put on me. I'll come out looking squeaky clean and those two will be fighting with each other. And so in the past two and a half years, we have learned much to our chagrin that all the world wars were funded on both sides by the exact same people. <laughs> I know. I know. You go, yeah. whoa. The whoa. Dece- the deception runs uh, runs deep. Uh yeah. It it's frightening, but it's also good to know. And it's great to know that so many people are, are waking up to facts about history and current events and you know, um, geopolitics and these things that we're either not interested or just totally in the dark before. So I think that out of all of this that we've experienced is a net positive. And I see this, you know, my my wife likes to go on TikTok. I don't really use the app, but she'll send me funny videos and stuff on there. But a lot of these videos, these are, you know, people, I mean, I call them kids because I'm 51. They're, they're like people in their early 20s and they're truthers and they're, you know, looking into all this stuff that used to be, when I got into it 25 years ago, was super fringe. No one was talking about the fraudulent nature of the Federal Reserve and fiat currency and that birth certificates opt you into being a corporation owned by the state that's owned by the state and the things you just described. And this was like super weirdo, Jordan Maxwell, David Icke, Alex Jones, and this stuff was super fringe. And even even then, I thought some of those guys were crazy and it was just entertaining. And now I'm like, oh my God, not that they were right about everything, but they were right about way too much. They were... I just ran into uh, is Jordan Maxwell, right? I mean, I think he died this past spring. I had no idea who he was. And then when he presented, okay, so I listened to his thing and he's got this stuff about Ra, the sun god, and how that's the beginning of where they're taking your power. And someone had sent me a papyrus of this particular image from Egypt. And it was this sort of treasured, photograph thing that I had in my bedroom. And as soon as Maxwell points out what that is, oh, I got uh, I got that out of here so fast. <laughs> I mean, you know, and then he talks about the Statue of Liberty, right? And he says, no, that's not freedom. You're at liberty, meaning you, you can leave the ship, but you've got to come back. And then he shows the shackles on the feet of the Statue of Liberty, which I found out that's true, and that the Statue of Liberty is a, is a judge. That basically is saying, yeah, you're not free, but you're, you know, we'll get, we'll let you leave the ship, 
And then when I heard about, okay, so think about it. You've got the birth canal and you've got the docking port um, for any, any computer. Uh, the baby, which, whose cargo comes down the canal and is put into the mother by sea men. It, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't even and put... then, Yeah. The soul of the, of the body is in the sole of the baby's foot. And that's what goes on the, the birth certificate. And you know, you, you, your head spins, but here's the good news. The, the good news is that parts of the Bible really have it right. And they got, they got, the exit strategy. They got the way out, which is this. We are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God, or as Alex Collier says, the Andromedan contactee. We are genetic royalty. We have 22 different DNA strands. And as we wake up, we realize we're more powerful than all of them. I mean, these... uh, these sort of regressive species demons who've been running everything for 6,000 years or more, they don't actually, they can't create anything. All they can do is deceive us. And enough of us are waking up so that the deception doesn't work. And you got to see them, I think, as what they are, little powerless minions. You know, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the man behind the screen. I am Oz, the great empire. You know, no, you're not. I mean, you listen to Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, and I love the way he dresses up. He looks like a Sith Lord and has <laughs> that, that Nazi accent, and you go, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is my daily experience. I, I think, you know, we're like living in this simulation that's half sci-fi, like 1950s sci-fi film and half comic book, you know, with these, these yeah. supervillains. And it, it's almost as if, and I've gone into this on a, on a little bit deeper level, just examining duality and non-duality and these characters that I, I do my best to not hold hatred or contempt for, but just to kind of understand they're playing their part. Those that are playing this part, the Bill Gates, the Klaus Schwab, the Fauci's, all of them, they're playing their role with such perfection. You know, it's like, it's just, it can't be by accident that we have these opposing forces in the universe and here on the earth plane there has to be a purpose to it. And, and it gives me some solace just knowing, well, maybe my purpose is that I'm given the free will to join them or to not. And by not, I, I think and hope that I'm forging a righteous path for myself, right? And that I'm making decisions to have autonomy and sovereignty and to be a free spirit and a free human here. But man, if, if you don't, you know, if you're not armed with some of that information and be able to see it from a perspective, it's like, like you said, you're born that birth certificate in the United States, at least, is just immediately from the second you pop out, opting you into this this grid, this matrix, this really kind of false, superimposed structure of society that's been put there by someone, these people, these these entities, whatever, whatever they are. You yeah, know? and you know the number of those birth certificates I have filled out, you know, is part of my job. I didn't know that I was doing that, but you know, I mean, I can get really granular. I didn't know what I was doing for the first couple of years when I did circumcisions and removed 40,000 nerve endings from baby boys whose parents I could never talk out of it, even though there was no medical reason. So there's a lot of stuff that we do, like 
clamping the cord too soon in a baby and, and all of that. So my, my uh, career, obviously, has been in obstetrics and gynecology and how we, how we get here. Like, how do we arrive on planet Earth? How does that, how does that go? And have spent a lifetime letting people know a better way to do it. Like it would be good if you could do it <laughs> this way, and uh, I think that my soul said, "Okay, we're going to send you right into it. We're going to send you right into the heart of it, like how we land on the planet, and then you're going to unravel it bit by bit as we get back to true humanity." And also, though we know, you know, I know that. Coal doesn't become a diamond unless there's a lot of heat and a lot of pressure. And that's what humanity has been under this past, especially two and a half years. But then you realize, like with the education system, this dumbing down stuff goes back to the 50s. And, uh, you know, the, um, uh, what is that place called in Germany? The something school. Um, oh, the, uh, the, uh, the Fra Frankfurt School. The yeah. Frankfurt School, where they had all those uh, disgruntled intellectuals come over to California, the, you know, the critical, you know, critical people, where they'd go to Southern California, which really was heaven. It isn't anymore, but it was. And would, you know, you can see them. They're still in the ivory towers of Harvard and Yale, you know, and they're, they're just smoking their cigars and whatever and saying, oh, you're so... You're so naive. You know, I mean, if you knew what was going on, you would see how ridiculous this is and how ridiculous that is. And uh, this sophisticated left brain, what my uh, colleague Kevin Jenkins calls <laughs> maximal sophisticated confusion, where they get everyone thinking that they're stupid except these guys who've been running the world. Um, mm. But we're seeing all of it. I mean, I kind of love that we're seeing all of it. And it's really, for me, been very strengthening. It's like, all right, what else are you going to call me? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've already racked up, you know, transphobic, racist, QAnon <laughs> conspirator, uh, anti-vaxxer, um, you know, uh, anti-science, whatever. And, and, but you know why it's so hard for them with me is that I had such a great career. With you know, with three New York Times bestsellers, and then the same book multiple times in different editions, bestsellers, eight public television specials, ten times on Oprah, one of Oprah's Super Soul One Hundred, you know, one of the hundred people using their whatever to uplift humanity, and then suddenly, bam, I'm one of the disinformation dozen, like yeah. overnight for doing the same thing I'd been doing, telling the same truths I've been telling for thirty years. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'm not alone. That's happened to everybody. All right. You've probably guessed by now that I'm obsessed with this brand, Higher Dose. I got hip to them after having their co founder, Lauren Berlingeri, on the show back on episode 184, where we covered infrared sauna therapy. Well, they've continued to innovate wellness tech by bringing the best of the biohacking world into your living room, their line of red light and PMF devices, and their incredible portable infrared sauna blanket have made it easy for people everywhere to stay healthy without breaking the bank or your home's square footage. In yet another winning play, they just launched three new products that are designed to complement their other high-tech devices. 
First up are the detox drops to fortify your water before a sauna session. This potent blend of hyperclean ingredients binds to toxins, drawing them out of your body as you get hot and sweat. Then after you lose all that precious hydration along with the toxins you sweated out, that's where their hydration powder comes in. Get it? Higher dose hydration. This formula supercharges your water with magnesium, other minerals, and B vitamins. In fact, I just took a recording break to chug down a glass of this stuff as it is as delicious as it is effective. And then last but not least, higher doses chill chews are magnesium gummies that balance the mind and relax the body. So you can use them to stay calm during the day or help your sleep at night. Get yourself dialed in at higherdose.com today and use my exclusive promo code LUKE15 at checkout to save 15% off. That's higherdose.com. And again, the code is LUKE15. Well, congratulations on being one of the illustrious members of the disinformation dozen. I, I take that as a badge of honor, but to something you were speaking to earlier in in our collective power as as a shared humanity and 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 how much we actually are able to affect positive change, I find it hilarious that you take someone like you who's a board certified OBGYN, you've written all these books, appeared on TV. Um and now you get marginalized and demonized and sort of, uh, you know, have all these labels thrown on you. It's like, and you're a woman living in a small town in Maine doing Zooms. You know what I mean? It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, like, like, ooh, like, she's dangerous. <laughs> if that, if, if you're a big enough threat to this beast of a system, I mean, that really says a lot for how fragile it is, right? It's like, you have a big voice, but I mean, relatively speaking, it's it's not like you own Fox News or CNN and you can really create a widespread narrative. I mean, relatively speaking, you're you're reaching a very few number of people in, right. the, in the great scheme of things. So why are you and people like you so threatening to the establishment? And if you were, let's just say, if you were a conspiracy theorist and just totally off your rocker and, you know, taking guidance from ETs and whatever has been thrown at you, um, then you would just be laughed at and sort of discounted as a kook. You wouldn't, it wouldn't be necessary to ble- deplatform you and discredit you because everyone just go, oh yeah, she's just talking nonsense. So there, there has to be enough margin of truth in what you're sharing to be threatening to that very system for them to go to the lengths that they have to create a block between you, your message and the public at large. Yeah, that's right. But then now what I've been horrified by is people like uh, Pierre Corey and Paul Merrick. These are the top intensive care doctors in the world. And they've been fired. So when you see your profession that's gone to the point where Pierre Corey is testifying in the Senate to please allow him to save lives, where these guys know how to save lives and they find themselves in a position of not being allowed to do what they know works. Now, that one, that's a cognitive dissonance that I think the average person is really going to have trouble with, that that the hospitals right now are paid to kill you. I just heard of a friend who went in with a uh, bleeding ulcer 
and he'd had a dream. I love how this works with the body because it does. He'd had a dream that he was shoveling coal into a furnace when he was a kid because he's an old guy and had done that as a kid, shoveling coal into the furnace. And he had a dream that that's what was going on in his stomach and, and that, in fact, there were demons in there. Well, anyway, he gets into the hospital, tests negative for the thing, which, by the way, is a test that nobody should have ever. Stop it. If you're doing it, it's dumb. Anyway, that's a di- different thing. But anyhow, every night for three nights, a nurse comes in to his room with, with a needle to give him a dose of medicine. He says, what is this? Remdesivir which the nurses have dubbed run, death is near. And he each time says, get out of here. I don't know why you're here. And then we learn about, you know, the nurses of the Third Reich, the, uh, you know, the killing angels of the Third Reich. Well, they never went away. Um, so, you know, we, we learned early on. I mean, still, um, one of our group who's on the My Cycle story with all the women who are having bleeding and, passing uh, decidual cast and all that. She has a family member in uh, Cedar sinai out in LA. No one can go in. They, they can't, they want, you know, as she says, well, we want the Merrick protocol. This is person critically ill. And Paul Merrick came up with an incredible protocol for sepsis that has saved so many lives. And, you know, it's like, okay, you want an advocate to go in and do the Merrick protocol on your family member in the ICU in Cedar sinai while Paul Merrick has been fired and is out of a job. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to ask you something on your point of view. I think I asked uh, Kelly Brogan this same question, but it's a, it's a point of fascination with me. And you alluded to this earlier, how... Throughout this whole endeavor, so many seemingly conscious, uh, well-intentioned, compassionate people uh, in the you know personal development, spirituality, new age, w- whatever space, right? Yeah. Were and you mentioned cognitive dissonance here uh, just a moment ago. What I find shocking, and I still haven't been able to totally unpack, is why so many of that sect of people who were formerly fairly anti-establishment and and seemingly awake have been so easily duped and many and in many cases even become sort of stormtroopers for this totalitarian agenda um thinking about um near you in upstate new york the omega institute um, oh my god i used to teach there esalon in california i mean these places are requiring experimental um, medication shots in order just to step foot on the property and these are places where you know ram das has spoken and sharon salzberg and all these spiritual luminaries Uh, and also it's like the another piece to it is it's the anti-establishment boomer generation. Like these were people that were protesting against corporations and against the wrongdoings of governments and anti-war. And it seems like so many of them have lined up and become bootlickers for actual, you know, authoritarian um, proceedings and just like going along with it. And I've looked at this and, you know, is it, is it that they have a compassionate heart? Are they more susceptible to fear are they more susceptible to ridicule? Like, what is it that makes people that were formerly at least seemingly quite 
self-aware and, and aware of the big picture so easily duped and, and to become, in fact, crusaders against people that were formerly their peers not so long ago? Well, again, I don't think that they were nearly as informed as they thought they were. So when I was in college, uh, it was the time of the SDS, Students for a Democratic Society. And you now realize that that group that came to the college campuses that did all that stuff in the 60s and 70s, they were the same people doing this stuff now. So, uh, and my father said something to me way back because I wanted my parents to bring my harp to UMass where Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was doing a whole month in a baseball cage at UMass. So there were, you know, all of us learning transcendental meditation and, you know, Jay Guru Dev and there's Maharishi and the whole thing. And I remember saying to them, well, you know, if, if Richard Nixon were uh, speaking, you'd, you'd bring my harp. And so they, but my dad said something that I'll never forget. He said, these people come in right when the bloom is on the rose, meaning you're young and you're impressionable. And they, and they grab you. So I, real, I believe that a lot of the stuff that happened in the 60s, Woodstock was a psyop. Um, someone told me about uh, Mick Jagger, uh, the Beatles. All of these people were used as tools of the same, the same group. So you thought that you were, uh, you know, an old hippie and you were, you were woke. You went to Woodstock. You know, you were cool. Or Burning Man is another example. But they didn't <laughs> get... <laughs> Thank you for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just yesterday I was looking at a TikTok about, uh, about BlackRock this yeah, conglomerate yeah. monster death star of a corporation. Yeah. And then where does that take place at BlackRock? Just saying, you know. I know. I know. <sighs> See, I believe that because I can remember um, walking across the college campus and some guy comes up to me and he goes, Nixon just went into Cambodia. Can you imagine me with a gun? Well, probably you can. I mean, I just went to college from a little town and I was there to study biology and study applied music and suddenly the world blew up. It blew up. That was the, the 60s, the 70s, the summer of love. Okay, so here I am and I'm a, a young OBGYN and I'm down at the other end of the table where I am up close and personal getting to experience the results of free love. All right. Women just got screwed. And then we downloaded My Body, My Choice. And I was completely into that. I completely got it because, you know, by the way, when a woman has had, but, but by the time a woman has had her third abortion for birth control, you get pretty good at saying, honey, you got to run your pelvis. You've got to run your reproductive organs a little more like your checkbook. I mean, I, I think you, you can't just take all comers, no pun intended. <laughs> you can't. You, can't. You, you know, there's, there's got to be some standards here. And so what we did is you can see looking back, this was a very well orchestrated attempt to undermine the family 
to undermine the bonds of affection that hold society together. Think about Saturday Night Live. I think about this a lot, and I love Dana Carvey doing the church lady, right? Is it Satan? You know, but everyone who went to church, who had some faith, were made fun of by all of the mainstream media. It was always, you remember um, Lilith in uh, Frasier. So Lilith was always, or wherever she was, she's the um, B.B. Newworth, the uptight librarian type, you know, but underneath was the smoldering sex goddess. And and so we were um, absolutely brainwashed that if we had a, a moral standard that we somehow didn't get the plot that, you know, what's wrong with you? I mean, look at Footloose, all of the, they made it so extreme that if you were about faith and family and freedom, you were just a hopeless loser. And all the cool kids were over on the other side, making love, not caring, drinking, smoking marijuana, um, you know, so even that, I knew that something was way off with that. I I just could feel that something. And so I was always kind of in the middle, never, never going along with the, you know, with the magic mushroom, LSD, tune in, turn out, what dropout. I, I, you know, I went to, you know, Ram Dass came to our college campus, you know, and I, I liked his stuff. Uh, We had um, Andy, Andy Weil, you know, was the first guy who ever did a controlled clinical trial of marijuana. Um, and he's the one who reported, um, Andy reported that guy who did the LSD experiment, Timothy Leary. He reported Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, who became Ramdas. He reported them to the authorities because he wasn't included in the, in the research. So when you look back on all of that stuff, you see the threads of our enslavement already there. Look at what happened to Vietnam. You know, we got Jane Fonda going over there and then all these guys came back from Vietnam and people spit on them. And, uh, you know, then, then the pendulum swung the other way so that now, you know, if you're a veteran in the airport, it, you can board first and, and all, thank you for your service. Same damn people sending our brightest and best to their death and now to their death with an experimental biologic. And if you look at what Dr. Teresa Long has come up with in her affidavit about what's happened in all the military with the experimental biologic and that, you know, like the 2000% increase in miscarriages and esophageal cancer and breast cancer and strokes and on and on and on. And yet we still have a group of people we just heard this today. I loved it. Cardiologist saying she's seeing so many, uh, so much myocarditis in young people. It must be from their use of herbs. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's a dream spell. And I think uh. it's a hypnosis. You know, um, I, I like uh, Matthias Desmet, the mass formation. And I see it everywhere. Uh, now there's a big controversy going in the freedom movement between Peter Bregan, who wrote uh, The Global Predators, We Are the Prey, and Matthias Desmet. And he's saying Desmet is 
blaming the victim. Like we are in this situation because of the global predators. That's true. But you could also say to someone married to a narcissist, you're in this situation because of the narcissist. That's true. But you can get out of that situation when you clamp that cord and you own your part of it as the empath who was really excited by the narcissist. And um, now all narcissists have malignant intuition. So they know exactly what you want to hear. Oh, you're so giving. You're so loving. What would I do without you? My life would be nothing without you. And, you know, and the little empath who still got a wounded inner child, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, next thing you know, you're just a snack for a narcissist. So that's the microcosm. The macrocosm is we've all been that for the global predators and all of us have the power to step out of it. We're not ever 100% victims. And that's what Louise Hay's entire message was with You Can Heal Your Life. And I believe that if Louise were alive today, she'd be kicking the ass of these woke people. I really believe it because I knew her. And I don't Mm -hmm. think, as she did not suffer fools. And I think that she would be like, are you kidding me? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well that 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 those two points of view uh bring to mind something I'm always I don't want to say battling with but just something I contemplate and that is the the knowingness the understanding that collectively in terms of one consciousness body that we are all part of one thing, right? That we that we truly are one and we're connected. So the the people that are trying to cancel you or me on social media or you know, the medical establishment that's causing so much harm to all these people. I mean, all of them are all part of me, right? And so there, there's an inherent kind of understanding and compassion for them and and resisting the temptation of it's an us and them, right? Like it's the, it's the wokes against the freedom fighters kind of yeah. thing, right? It's like, I, I am finding it useful to, uh, it's like this balancing act of finding compassion for people who, I perceive to be being deceived, being asleep, supporting an agenda that's harming so many innocent people, um, yet standing my ground and just going my way. It's sort of like that axiom, um, don't fight the darkness, just make the light brighter, right? It's like, I, I, don't, I don't have to vilify or demon, no. demonize those that I don't agree with or those that I perceive to be causing harm, but I can A, not join them, and I can forge my own relationships and my own voice and media and however I do it that's contrary to that just by the, by the virtue of our differences in beliefs and opinions and the way we perceive uh, the world and our reality. That's it is true. Tem- I get pissed. I get pissed at them at the other. Right. And I find myself like, ah, you're falling into the trap, which you, which you spoke to earlier, right. That this, that the, the people at the helm of this sort of false reality that's been created, they want infighting and they want division. They they want exactly this, left versus right, conservative versus a liberal, vax versus non-vax, all that stuff is it's all part of the plan. And I think that's that's why there's so much um there's so much confusion and so much crazy information coming from all sides. It's you know like all of the contradictions and hypocrisy coming with this whole agenda. I mean, people always ask me like, God, why do they make it so crazy and confusing? It doesn't make any sense. One day mass, the next day, no mass, you know, all of that kind of stuff, the social distancing, just 
things that make no sense on a subconscious <laughs> level. It's like, why would they do that? Or sometimes they show their hand, right? And they come out and just say, ah, oh, we're doing this. Who cares? You know, and you're like, ah, oh, we caught you. And they don't care because they're just, it's like meant to create division and confusion. And so it's almost like you have to just, you know, put your blinders on and just forge ahead according to what you, what you believe to be true and, and righteous and, you know, and the path of love. Some people call me a biohacker, which to be honest, I find somewhat inaccurate. I'm not really trying to hack my biology. My aim is to give it as much love and attention as it needs so that it can support me in living my best life. So rather than trying to outsmart nature, I like to think of it as using technology to give my body what it's missing from the natural environment. And one thing our bodies are missing a lot of these days is red light. Now, unless you live near the equator and sunbathe nude at dusk and dawn, it's pretty tough to get a full dose of this supercharged spectrum of light. This is why I use and love my Juve red light device every single morning. Quite frankly, as soon as I jump out of bed, it's the first thing I do. It's just a critical part of my morning ritual. Red light therapy is one of the ways my cells get the energy they need to power my day. And it's also great for skin health, muscles, tendons, and overall recovery. I personally prefer the Juve full body systems because I can treat my entire body quickly while I stretch, lift weights, do some pull-ups, and even get in some vibration therapy and podcast listening at the same time. But Juve does offer several different size options, including a wireless handheld device called the Juve Go that's great for targeting specific areas around your body like hurting joints or sore muscles. So go check out the Juves today. And while you're there, they're offering all of my listeners, that means you, an exclusive discount on your first order. Just go to juve.com slash Luke and use the code Luke on your qualifying order. Again, that's J-O-O-V-V dot com forward slash Luke. Some exclusions apply. You know, I, I guess there's a question in that. It's like, how do we find compassion without fortifying our, uh, be, without becoming enablers of the the uh, the macro narcissist, right? And and the micro narcissists that are helping to enforce uh, with their bootlicking strategies and you know, rah rah rah, let's go get Dr. Northrup and deplatform her. You know, it's like, how do we find love and compassion for those people who seem to be on the wrong side of history? Well, I can give you a couple examples. We had in uh, July of 2020, or no, it was July of 2021, we had Kevin Jenkins uh, and um, our lawyer, Ron Jenkins, we were suing the governor to let us know what the cycle threshold was of the PCR test that she had locked our state down with. And of course, the PCR test was never meant to be used to diagnose anything. And here in our state, they were using it as, at a cycle threshold of 40 and anything over 35 as a false positive, even if it were a decent test. But anyhow, we had, uh, and it was very hard for us to find any venue, it still is. If you talk to Clay Clark generally for the Reawaken America tour, he's got to change the venue three times every time he goes to do a big thing um, because what happens is that the venue that he chooses will be fine. They've got a contract. And then the woke mob, literally the woke mob, will start to terrorize the hotel or whatever. This happened 
with me in Atlanta, um, Antifa Atlanta, terrorized the Unity Church down there so that they canceled our event at 11 o'clock at night, and it was supposed to start the next day at 9. Um, So this is what's happening if you do anything that has medical freedom attached to it. But anyhow, here we are, and we're in Belfast, Maine, which is a pretty, it's been kind of taken over by this, the woke mob. And Kevin Jenkins is black. So he gets out of the car. I'm driving him to the thing. And they've got all these protesters out there with masks on and little signs. And see, he says, let me out. So he goes over to talk to them. Like, you know, what are you protesting? They didn't have a clue. Anyhow, they came into the theater later and they're all lined up. They're heckling. They're ready to hate all of us because their agenda is to hate us. And Ron Jenkins gets up to talk about why he's in this as a lawyer. And he showed up at my house early on and said he wanted to take the lawsuit. And I said, why? Like, why are you, how did you manage to be awake at this time when no one else is? And all the other law firms, he's getting the usual, okay, the calls from his lawyer colleagues in the big buildings in Portland. We really like what you're doing, but you know. We, we don't want to lose our parking spot and our cushy lifestyle. And, you know, we know what would happen, but, you know, keep going. Um, and uh, so he comes in and he says, well, I represent victims of medical terrorism from the Rockefeller Foundation and Johns Hopkins and the U.S. Public Health Service, people in Guatemala who were given syphilis on purpose. So Tuskegee 2.0. So he said, I... I have a little bit more to say about this than most people. And I've seen the archives of the Rockefeller Foundation in Sleepy Hollow. And it's a very dark, very dark place. So he gets up and begins to talk about his girlfriend way back when he was in law school, who was on flight Pan Am Flight 93, Lockerbie, brought down by terrorists. And the two of them were supposed to go to a Mozart concert in Vienna that evening after she got back. But she died because of a terrorist and he fell into a deep depression for a couple years and began to try to work with God, like how would how could this happen? He became a lawyer. And it led to him going over to Italy to meet with the one remaining terrorist who had bombed Heathrow Airport and killed this young woman whose mother was still living. And and somehow the story got around to the fact that he was going to go to meet the terrorist in order to forgive that guy who'd been in solitary confinement at that point for years to bring forgiveness from the girl's mother, whose last name was Bonacore, Goodheart. He tells the story and the group of masked people over to the to the right of the stage mutter to themselves let's get out of here there's too much god in here <laughs> oh damn and they got up and they left and ron did that a lot he would he'd zoom in in the early days and he'd say well i could tell you how the lawsuit's going but let me talk to you about god and then I've met Gene Decode, 
And Gene Decode was one of the early ones who 30 years ago talked about all the deep underground military bases. And he talked about all the children and the child trafficking and all of that. And I met with him last summer. And he said, and this is important for people like us. He said, do not pray for the demons. It actually gives them more energy. So what you do instead is you let God take care of it or Archangel Michael. So it's kind of like, um, I met Pastor Dave uh, this spring earlier. Pastor Dave runs this Church of Glad Tidings out in Yuba City. And Pastor Dave's an exorcist, like a bona fide exorcist. And he, after I met him, he sent me a, a video of him at the Georgia Guidestones taking down the demonics. And then you know what happened to the Georgia Guidestones. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, so, you know, he's, he's the real deal. Um, but anyway, what he does is he said perfectly good people have demonic attachments. And if you read the Bible, Jesus spent a lot of time taking demons off of people. So we don't want to pray for them. What we want to do is pray for the people who have been taken over by those false voices. And that might just be the false voice of, of CNN. Or let me give you an example from our school system here, because we know this is happening. Five-year-olds being told, oh, Susie, I think you really should be called Billy. And so I'm going to start calling you Billy. And this will be our little secret. Don't tell your parents. So, you know, we've got this whole wave of legislation, Muriel Bowser down in Washington, D.C., passing legislation that 11-year-olds in the District of Columbia can get shots without their parents' knowledge. And in fact, as part of the bill, the parents are specifically not told. So this is demonic. This is demonic. So what I've done a lot in the past two years is have my little mantra, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. And meanwhile, the new age has said things like, well, evil doesn't exist. That's a problem. Evil does exist. And you talk to uh, like David Icke. He said, oh, it's it's as bad as it can possibly get. I don't know if you've ever been in the Standard Hotel over in the Meatpacking District of have, uh, the yeah. West Village. Okay, so you know how the, the elevator is? So it goes from hell all the way up to heaven. So if, you know, down on the first floors. I always thought that was a very cool elevator. I never really thought that it was literal. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm just starting to think things might be different than they think we I don't know I don't know but I I've started to study the the Bible including the books that were left out that's important like the book of Mary Magdalene the gospel of Mary Magdalene and the you know the book of Q and all kinds of stuff because I think that the Bible has has wisdom as long as we bring in the stuff they left out to get us to get us out of this dilemma and Somehow, I've been introduced to a lot of people like Praying Medic. You know, Praying Medic, to me, and I can't remember his name, but um, Praying Medic had the best credential ever. He was an atheist till the age of 39. Then you're working with someone. 
right? He wasn't brought up in the church and isn't just doing it by rote. He just didn't believe anything. And then God said, pray for your patients. He's a, a you know, ambulance guy, um, EMT. And he said, so I started to pray for them, for them. And sometimes they'd get better before we even got to the hospital. I mean, we're talking a broken foot. So praying medic was taken off of YouTube and mainstream social media oh, early God. on early on so what oh, if man. what if luke what if we really do have the ability to heal the sick what what if there's you know and but we've been talked out of it remember jesus said these things and more ye shall do also and then i met um uh sandra rose michael who did the ee systems you know the scalar energy systems that bring light back into the DNA. So in talking to her, she said, yeah, I was, my mother was pregnant with me. She was a nuclear physicist making the atomic bomb. And, when, and my father was developing weapon systems for whatever. And I played with all the Tesla uh, classified stuff as a kid. And I knew my job was to come and create massive healing for mankind. I mean, I, you know, I, I met another guy, uh, Bart Belogi, way back at uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. One of my friends was there being treated for multiple myeloma. And I met Bart, world expert on multiple myeloma. His father was a Nazi who worked in the gas chambers. He gassed people. Here's Bart using chemotherapy agents that almost kill people, but then he gets to resuscitate them and bring them back to life. So if each of us looked at our legacy, if we found out where, what is your particular thing to upgrade, to transform, to turn around, I think all of us alive right now were born for such a time as this. And we are a book of Ephesians. We battle not against flesh and blood, but about but against powers and principalities that are not of this world. And so once you know that and then you, you upgrade yourself as a human and you realize your power and you realize that you can, um, you can do things you can't even imagine. When we started uh, Main Stands Up, you know, I said to the 20 people who came, all right, we're hiding Jews here, we're the Jews, and I have no idea how we're going to do this, no idea. I was afraid the governor was going to shut us down. I had to put peaceful protest in, in process on my door so my neighbors wouldn't report me and, and shut us down. And I said, God's going to tell us how to do this. I have no idea how we're going to do this. And since that time, I went out and I met Clay Clark and I went to the Reawaken tour and I met Kevin Jenkins and Ann Vandersteel and all of these people. And now you... Uh, uh, J.P. Sears has been a absolute godsend, and Jim Brewer, these comedians who did not get canceled and are just using the ridiculousness of this <laughs> to to uplift us all. I mean, it's wonderful. Here's the thing: if anything is worth taking seriously, it's worth making fun of, and we can't lose our sense of humor, and and we can't lose our sense of the absurdity or our sense of, okay, I was born for this time or I wouldn't be here. And I'm a major hero just to be living 
at this time of the great awakening, the turning of the ages as uh, Daniel Giamario, the shamanic astrologer, would call it. He'd talk about the turning of the ages and how it was foretold. And then uh, Cryon, uh, Lee Carroll, says if we made it, if humanity made it from 2012, at 2012, then we, we would do it. And the, and the Project Looking Glass says there's no way to stop what's coming. We are evolving quickly and everyone is going to be a part of it. Like it or not, or or you've, or you've left, <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to be crushed under it. What, yeah, I, I thank you for sharing all of that. That's super inspiring because it can it can get discouraging, you know, when you're when you're watching what used to be normal in your life crumble. Uh, oh. What what comes to mind there is uh, the principle of power versus force, right? Yes, it's like, yes. It's like yes. what we're what we're facing as a collective species is force. It's this encroachment of this yes. system that we didn't we did. I mean, maybe on some level in our past lives we invited, but not consciously now here, right? <laughs> no, um, no. But it, you know, you, David Hawkins would uh, write about um, Gandhi, you know, and his level of consciousness was in the seven hundreds on his scale of one to a thousand, which is remarkably high, kind of enlightenment plus, right? Yep. And he effectively brought down the British Empire with no fighting and no anger and no no hatred, no violence, just a higher level of consciousness that kind of outwitted them. You know, I'm simplifying, uh, you know, massive yeah, historical things. Yeah, but that's, thing. that's, that's what I saw with Ron Jenkins. Yeah, he had power. I mean, I just, I just watched that power because he yeah. said to me, I was going to address the hecklers, but then I figured I'd just let God take care of it. <laughs> oh my God. So right? good, yeah. And then they <laughs> they scattered like roaches under a bright kitchen light. <laughs> yeah, because really they good. do. Because they because that's the thing they do. And one of the things I did at the beginning, you know, when they shut things down, they had a sign in in a place that I walk in the woods. They had a sign. I'll never forget it. Masks required. This area has not been sterilized. It's the woods. For <laughs> but what I would do is make sure that I ramped up my humanity as high as I could get it. So every person who drove by during that time, I'd smile and wave, smile and wave, smile and wave. Because you know what um, Matthias Desmet said, and I love this. He said, we are, our bodies are formed to the vibration of our mother's voice. And when we're born, we entrain to the voices of our caretakers. And so when we are in relationship to each other, we co-author our others by each other's biology, and we need to be around people. So doing this solitary confinement, six feet, social distancing, an oxymoron, is so damaging to our human biology and that when you're uh, just digitally interacting your you your body is looking for something that's not there and so you bond with the narrative and uh, uh, do you remember this when people would start to get the injectable um, they would put on Facebook that they experienced, a spiritual high beyond anything. Or I remember one very, very famous actress, and or they do the opposite. 
they get sicker than a dog and then they do things from their bed. There's still virtue signaling because there's a, I think there's an endorphin and dopamine high. And I remember one, I still have it recorded on my phone. You know, someday I'll play it for the masses. I just had my second Pfizer shot. I've never been so sick in my life. Please, people, get your shot. You know, it's like, are you out of your mind? You know, it's like, I'm so sick, so I know it's working. Like, wow. But anyhow, when a baby is newly born, the mother goes, and I I remember seeing movies of this way back. The mother goes, pretty baby. Oh, you're so cute, pretty baby. And when you do it in slow motion, the baby's arms and legs move like a dance to the mother's voice. Pretty baby. That's who we need each other. And so what has happened is we found those people who are in training us and making us better and better humans. So we've had, you know, these huge rallies in Florida and Texas and and I've learned you've got to be with people. If you're isolated, you're so susceptible. And when we're around others who are like-minded, when we hug, I had a guy come to my house, a good friend of mine. He hadn't been touched in six months. And I, you know, and this is, this was draconian. There's no, there's no human, truly human who carries that out. I, I like to call them, you know, extraterrestrial lizards. Seriously, they're, they're not human. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Well, I think part of the cognitive dissonance piece too, is that if you're not a psychopath a narcissist or a sociopath yourself. Yeah. And you just believe that everyone is inherently good and that sometimes people make mistakes and that, you know, agencies of people, groups of people make sometimes bigger mistakes. Yep. It's, you can't put yourself in the position of a psychopath if you don't share those qualities. And so there's a dissonance in, well, they couldn't be doing that. They could, you know, they would never hurt us or intentionally deceive us because you yourself wouldn't do that. So you, you can't do, you conceive don't have, of that. You, you have, no, yeah, I've got to tell you a story Lee Merritt told all of us way back and Lee Merritt is a former naval spine surgeon. And so she's had a lot of experience with the Navy. And she said, the Navy is incredibly good at figuring out who will be able to stay in a submarine under the polar ice cap for three months at a time. She said they they got it nailed how you screen for that. There's one thing they can't screen for, psychopaths. Can't screen for it because they're such chameleons. And uh, George, um, what is his name? George, it's not Denison. Anyway, this guy wrote a book called um, In Sheep's Clothing. And he was uh, part of a course that I did on dodging energy vampires. And he said, 25 years ago, he would give courses to psych, uh, psychotherapists called, um, you know, in sheep's clothing. And most of the room would walk out because he said psychotherapists are by and large people who want to help others and they were hurt in childhood. So they'd want to be sure that no one gets hurt like them. And he said they had a deep seated belief that only people who were hurt would hurt others. Only hurt people hurt people. And it's not 
true. So he said, you got to think if you're a sociopath, a psychopath, which is about one in a hundred people, by the way, uh, think about a cat with a mouse. We've all seen our, our little, lovely little pussy cats get all excited and you got the mouse with its back broken and its guts are hanging out and the mouse, then the cat's throwing it all over the room and is very excited. This cat was not hurt in childhood. It's having fun. And that's what a sociopath does. There's an amazing podcast. You know, anyone, if you've got a long drive... Listen to Dirty John as a podcast. I mean, it is, it's the LAPD weighing in with real time talking to the victims. It's riveting. Well, actually, right? All of our best TV shows and all of that, Silence of the Lambs, they're all about sociopaths because you're kind of, if you're a normal human, you're kind of fascinated like, wait a minute, that can't, that can't be like that. But they are. And that's, what is cognitive dissonance? It is the inability to accept how horrible it is. And that's where, that's where we are. So what people do is they do the virtue signaling. I'm wearing my mask to, to, to save you. I'm getting this shot to save you. And I do think that there's some incredible beta endorphin uh, numbing that goes with that. And, and it's something that they don't want to lose because there's a, a high that goes along with that. Someone um, that I met, and this, this has happened, I'm sure your listeners will relate, where there, there will be a couple, they have children, they've never inoculated the children, they go to Waldorf school, they eat organic food, all the rest of it. And then one member of the couple gets uh, downloaded with the PSYOP and suddenly they're taking the kid in for like seven shots to to get the other kid um i mean to get at, to get at the spouse what that has to be like some um need it fulfills some need to be relevant to be important it's it's humanity it's using the best of our humanity I want to show up and help to the best of our humanity. There was a movie called Starman way back with uh, Jeff Bridges. And he's, you know, come into um, the body of a human from a spaceship. And he said, what is it about you humans? You're at your absolute best when things are the worst. So it's kind of like taking that wonderful human quality and turning it on us. But boy, when we all wake up and we see it, it will never happen again because it's the same thing over and over and over and over. Yeah. But we're going to see it this time. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I think they've, they've played their hand so desperately and um, overtly this time that all of this stuff that's been sort of going on in the shadows for a few thousand years that was just easy to hide because they, were maybe more cautious and there was just less critical mass of people waking up. And this is pre-internet and pre-social media, right? That I think that's a huge part of the downfall of the system and the invitation for us to create a new one. But this is kind of, you know, all of these covert operations and these psyops, this is this is not like this just happened. It's just this one was so bold and blatant that it's pulling people, you know, hopefully more and more of us from, you know, the um you know, the outskirts of our lives or we're just going off trying to have a family and do our thing. 
it's pulling people in going, wait, what? And causing so many people to question, you know, and that's to me a, a positive sign too. It's just that when you're in the middle of a storm, you know, it's so difficult sometimes to imagine that there's bright sunshine and blue skies on the other side of it. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we, we don't have the ability or most of us don't at least to see what happens in, you know, 13 years from now, 24 years from now, right? Where we look back on this and go, oh, this was the greatest thing ever. And in the, in the micro of that in my own life, and I'm sure you and many people listening, uh, there's been times in my life where I've faced just absolute destruction, usually at my own hand, and, um, and you know, thought of ending it all because there was just no hope. And I would, I would never have, a, have any chance of having a modicum of a decent life or making any positive inca- uh, impact or be loved or be able to love and be a fully whole integrated person. And like you said, that, you know, that pressure on that coal created what is, you know, a relatively imperfect diamond, but a diamond that I am now nonetheless, right? And it's like, oh, thank God I didn't give up in the beginning of the fight when I couldn't see how good life could actually be. And and I have a really charmed uh, life right now after a considerable uh, number of years of suffering, you know, for for which there was no hope. There was no hope in sight, really, you know, for a long time for me earlier in life. Yeah. And I just think, oh man, if I could have seen what was to come of that, it would have just been, okay, I got to, you know, strap my boots on and get through this, which I guess ultimately I did, but we're kind of having the collective experience now. That's it. Of going, God, we hope, we hope Dr. Northrop's right. We hope Luke's <laughs> right because it looks pretty gnarly right now, you it know. Does. As someone who spends so much time, energy, and money to be healthy, I want to keep track of what's working and what's not. That's why I'm really into this company I found called Inside Tracker. They are an ultra-personalized performance system that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness tracker to help you optimize your body and reach your health and wellness goals. Through their app and testing protocol, I'm able to get a clear picture of what my body looks like on the inside. And I also get a clear measure of whether my diet, supplement, and exercise choices are helping or even hurting. I did the whole inside tracker deal recently and was actually shocked to find that I was less than perfect in some areas. My cholesterol and B vitamins were high, for example, and a few other things that need a little tweaking. There was, of course, also some good news as my overall health score was that of a much younger person and certainly more optimized than your average American. And that's the point. The whole goal with Inside Tracker is to be optimized, not normal. So they don't merely show you the normal biomarker zones. They show you the optimal biomarker zones and numbers that are best for your individual body. So if you want to check this out, I highly recommend you sign up for Inside Tracker now. You're going to get your testing done, the results of your biomarkers, and then some incredible lifestyle and diet recommendations from their Brainiac scientists to help you improve everything you find. Just go to insidetracker.com slash Luke, where you will save 25% off your entire order. That's insidetracker.com slash Luke. Is there another side to this? Is it awakening or are we really deluding ourselves and we're in the middle of a permanent demise of civilization, you know, which, which from outward appearances could be the case if we didn't have that attitude. Um, I, I want to take us into uh, a bit of detail here on a couple of things, though, because I, you know, I follow your Telegram channel. I have my own. It's much smaller than yours, but you're one of my sources of alternative news that I'm not going to see elsewhere. 
Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't share some of this information with people. And that is a couple things. Uh, I'll start with the low-hanging fruit. You mentioned earlier about the PCR test and recommending that you know it's not advised um, to to undergo that. And I think the prevalence of that testing is has gone down, but it's still happening in many places uh, for many people. I personally, intuitively, just it was a metaphysical thing for me without even knowing the science on graphene oxide up your nose and God knows what else they're going to put into your system. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was kind of a metaphysical rape. It was just, you're not going to put something inside of my body against my consent. And I'm certainly not going to consent to it if I feel that it's wrong um, and and also just totally fraudulent, right? Because pretty early on, I started, you know, uh, I started becoming clear that this was a total scam and a psyop. So I just managed to make my way through life without ever having to put that thing up my nose. But for people that are still doing that in order to, you know, travel or keep their job or people that are now learning like, ah, maybe that wasn't a great idea. What is it not only about the fraudulent nature and the inaccuracy of that test and the, um, the exaggerated false positives that it provided the narrative, but have you seen any factual evidence around the actual test causing harm Oh, and yes. if so, is there anything you can do to undo it? If if you had to take one, could you do an iodine nasal rinse or anything to kind of like clean that out? Um, well, let's start with if you have to take one. Okay. Um, then, first of all, you got to use common sense. If this thing is so deadly that we need to stay six feet apart, why would you need to put a swab up to the cribriform plate near your blood-brain barrier? What, what is that about? That's insanity. So the first thing I would do is ask, can I just have the spit test? Um, If you can't for whatever reason, um, what you do is I would just, like you said, I would do the iodine nasal wash, which is what uh, Dr. McCullough talks about. Um, Or I would ask to, this happened to a friend of mine, okay? He had to get the PCR test in order to have foot surgery. And he said, I'm not doing it. He knew that there were theragrippers in there, that there's ethylene oxide, which is a carcinogen, um, not even to mention the graphene oxide and the fact that the filaments used in there are not cotton filaments, they're um, DARPA hydrogel. It's a problem, people. So what he did is we were having dinner with a friend of mine who's a psychiatrist. So she said, here's what you tell him. You tell them that you have a panic disorder and nobody wants to see what will happen if you panic. So <laughs> he, goes, he goes to the parking lot where you know the woman comes out in the hazmat suit because, of course, they're only going to allow him to do it at their certified place where the hospital, of course, is reimbursed for what they, you know, they're reimbursed for every part of the, of the PSYOP. And... And he tells the woman, you don't want to see this. I mean, I get, I'm, I'll just lose my mind. And he, you know, he sees her name tag, introduces himself, calls her by name, does the best acting job he possibly can. And she, and, and enrolls her as another human. And she says, well, would you like to do it yourself? He goes, oh yes, that, that would really help me. And then she says, would it help if I went around the other side of your car? And his dog was in the back. And she said, you know, I'll give your dog a, a treat. He goes, oh, that would, 
that would be good. And then he just, you know, he just sort of does this. He doesn't put it anywhere up there. And then she looks at it and she goes, I hope that you got enough material on there so that it won't be an inadequate sample to read. And of course, everything was fine and it it turned out there was no problem. So within any given situation, we can call on our own humanity to see if we can get through it that way. But I would do everything in your power. You know, when the people who say, um, you know, I had to get it, I had to get it. The truth is that those who resisted and who said, I'm not get, I'm sorry, that's a line in the sand. I will not get it. In almost every case that I have heard, their life opened up in ways they couldn't have imagined. I mean, look at all the help wanted signs. There are people who are trying to hire people everywhere. So God opens a path if you resist, because I just wouldn't do it. Because in a way, that's making a bargain with the devil. You know, like, uh, well, and a lot of people got it thinking, well, you know, I can just detox it like an MMR or a flu shot. Unfortunately, that is not the case. So, but I, and having said that, I absolutely know God can heal anything. God can heal the force that made our body. You can call it God. You can call it Jesus. You can call it prime creator. I do not care what you call it. Allah, that is between you and God. But you have to know God comes through you as you. The force that created your body is still with you and it can heal anything. So you got to start with, I think getting down on your knees is helpful. Um, Knees are ruled by Capricorn. And it's a surrender to something bigger than your ego. And then you ask for help and see what shows up. My friend Robert Fritchie runs worldserviceinstitute.org. He teaches people how to heal using God's love, divine love. And he worked for years with Marcel Vogel, who had 100 patents in crystal technology with IBM. And those two did all kinds of experiments on healing. And at first, they had all these Vogel crystals. And then they discovered oh, you don't need the crystal. You are the crystal. And we know that teeth and bones and the fascia of your body, they're all crystalline structures. Yeah. Wow, cool. Okay, so that's that's the test. That's good. Uh, I see all kinds of crazy stuff going on with people on the alternative media, doctors and scientists and so forth, uh, posting really terrifying videos of people's blood, uh, et cetera, that have, you know, yeah. elect, elected to undergo this experiment on themselves. I mean, it is, you know, and I can only hope that they're, they're real and legitimate, but the, the blood clots, this, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sci-fi again, it's sci-fi. So can you give us some insight into what is known to be present in in these things? Uh, because many people listening probably have no idea. Even the people that are like, ah, it didn't sound like a good idea. I don't trust it. I don't think people understand the magnitude of this assault and, and what's going on. They don't. So the newest hot off the press data is that in 2019, they started to give flu shots containing graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is a poison, and it's also an amazing conductor of electricity. Most all electricians are very familiar with graphene oxide. 
So you remember when we started to see all those pictures of everyone sort of falling in the streets in, in Wuhan, and there were very specific locations where this thing began. New York City, Northern Italy, Wuhan. And that's also Wuhan's where they first turned on 5G. So we believe that the graphene oxide in the flu shots and then the turning on of 5G is what killed the first wave. So that was the flu shot. So remember that the death rate in 2020 was no greater than it had been in other years. But they did um, have this sort of group to get everyone terrified. The vast numbers of deaths didn't come till 2021, in April of 2021, when the inoculation was rolled out. We know that that inoculation contains DARPA hydrogel, SM102, luciferase, which is a, a toxin, um, DARPA hydrogel, um, lipid nanoparticles, which go into the ovaries 64 times the concentration in the ovaries of any other. Um, body. And we also know that all this stuff we were told stayed at the injection site does not stay at the injection site. It goes throughout the body and it eventually gets in the lungs and in the heart. A lot of it is graphene oxide. And there's a very recent study that had blood samples before and after. And what they found out, and again, this was only in symptomatic people, and they found that 95% of them had evidence of um, microscopic metal objects throughout the bloodstream that are causing the clotting. We also know that the clot contains amyloid, which is a kind of a substance that doesn't break down. It's um, And that's these long clots that morticians are pulling out of the body that they've never seen anything like. Those are amyloid and they're probably from an agglutination of the graphene oxide causing the red blood cells to get sticky and then stick to each other and then the blood doesn't flow. Morticians are also saying they can't embalm people. There's no embalming because you can't get the blood to flow. Uh, the number of strokes, the number of uh, all this stuff has gone up. The reason we think that so many young, healthy athletes have just dropped dead on the field is the graphene oxide in their heart. Uh, then with that fast-moving blood, it forms little razor blade-like things that then uh, kill them. So that's very real. And here's the deal. The more you have, the greater your risk. Ultimately, what this is leading to is the internet of bodies, the internet of things, the Borg, the matrix. That's their goal. And the matrix, I knew from the first time I saw it, oh, this is a documentary. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do about that? There's a couple things. Again, I've just told you, I believe it's, it's um, frequency. If E equals MC squared, and if life is either a wave or a particle, and they're interchangeable, the deal is to get your frequency higher so that, that those graphene particles become a wave, and then you can get them out of your body. So simple things, um, standing on the ground with bare feet, as long as there's not atrazine or you know some other roundup on the lawn. Um, vitamin D levels, your vitamin D levels should be optimal, 40 to 80. Um, I think it's nanograms per milliliter. Um, grassrootshealth.net has the best vitamin D 
information on the planet. Uh, there are supplements that you can take. And then uh, Sandra Rose Michael has come up with the EE system, eesystem.com. Oh, is that, that scalar. The, is that the scalar uh, screens, yeah. like the plasma screens? Have you tried that? Yeah. Yourself? yeah. You have? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone reached out to me here near Austin, Texas, and they opened up a, some sort of spa and said, because I did a podcast about those type of technologies and they said, man, how, how come you didn't put this in there? I said, I didn't know about it. You didn't know. So you have one yeah. nearby. That's, that's yeah. important for people. Um, Jason Shurka with unifiedhealing.com, Unified Healing, U-N-I-F-Y-D, uh, is he's got a database for having them all over the world. And the beauty is they will not charge more than $60 an hour to be in it. And um, Sandra said they are having great results with autism. And the studies are on that website, eesystem.com. We'll put, the, we'll put that in the show notes at lukestory.com slash Northrup, by the way. Yeah, that would be all, great. Anything we're, be... we're talking about here, we'll, we'll put there. Okay, okay so uh, so we've got that you know sort of scalar energy medicine stuff. We've got the yeah. grounding. Um, do you think that it would be helpful to do something like I did the other day, a treatment called EBO two, which is a, an ozone dialysis combined with blood irradiation, where essentially you're running your blood through a dialysis um, membrane that's infused with ozone, and it goes through a light device with UVA and UVC and red light in there. It's basically like a blood disinfectant kind of thing that uh, one of the benefits of it is it removes uh, inflammatory proteins from your blood. And and I haven't seen any research on this, but I thought, huh, well, you got spike proteins floating around in your blood if you've done the thing. Yeah. Might be helpful. Have you heard anything in the ozone realm or dialysis? Oh, yeah, the ozone realm has been life-saving. Okay. Um, Dr. David Brownstein, uh, early on in the pandemic, were saving people's lives with injecting ozone. And I and believe it or not, I mean, I heard a podcast of him doing this. He's also a world expert on iodine, which is also very important. Uh, but he would have people do a drive-by and do the uh, ozone injections. I think it was um, rectally, believe it or not. So there's all kinds of stuff with ozone. There's so many things you can do. There's a supplement called Cardio Miracle that increases nitric oxide. That's helpful. There's just all kinds of stuff. So we want people, but I want to give you the number one, the number one thing. Please remember this. My whole career is based on this. Your biography becomes your biology. Carolyn Mace. Your biography becomes your biology. So you in your life went from hopeless, helpless, I'm assuming, to this beautiful life where you are now. You did it using your own power and bringing in the power that created your body in the first place and created the universe. Everyone has access to that. All inflammation is anger, resentment, rage, and all healing involves getting that released from your body and healing the inner four-year-old who never had a say. So I'm not saying that, oh, you made it up or you should just get over yourself or you should just choose the thought that feels better. It does not work. You've got to address the wounded little kid in you who's running your central nervous system, your endocrine system, and your immune system. You would not let your seven-year-old drive your car. 
Do not let the seven-year-old you drive your life. And that, and here's what happens. The repetition, and this is Dorothy Cohen's work, we keep creating the same situation over and over. You know, we marry our mother and then we divorce finally and then our boss is our mother and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and But each time, the recognition of, oh my God, it's my mother again or my father, it gets shorter. So, you know, you might marry someone for 24 years and then you wake up, oh God, okay, I was just trying to heal this on part. And then, you know, that's your best friend. And then, blah, 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 blah. And, each, and then if you're my age, you can see him coming. You go, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> 20 years ago, I would have thought that was the coolest person to be with ever. I would have done anything to be with them. Now it's like, no way, no, 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 I'm sorry. So what I say is if someone is too good to be true, too good looking, too charismatic, too whatever. It's like, you're going to have to prove yourself or I'm spending no time with you. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, I guess for, for those that are seeking to try and undo some of the damage, it's a, it's a metaphysical consciousness approach, right? It's connecting to our innate power, the power of, of our creator. And then there are also some tools and strategies out there that could be useful as well. I've heard you talk about uh, MMS, the Jim Humble yeah. protocol, um, which I've had that stuff around for years. Anytime I feel like I'm getting a cold or a flu, which thankfully now has been totally eradicated worldwide, by the way. There's yeah, no more no cold one gets or flu. The flu. Oh, but speaking of which, I want everyone to know, they got to know this right now. The current flu shot is mRNA and it's loaded with graphene oxide. Stay away. No more shots for anything ever again. No pneumonia, no, um, uh, you know, no flu, no shingles, no nothing. Don't do it. Be done. Be done. Be done. By the way, everybody, the CDC schedule for children is now 79 shots by the age of 18. Oh my God. Most people have no idea. That's your whole career. Well, baby checks and they're giving them seven at a time. No little body is ever supposed to process that number of toxins. Um, yeah, that's just total insanity. Thank you for illuminating that. Um, do you know, I know an older person who recently, who was not going to get the main shot because they were uh, kind of aware of the risks involved, but they did get, unfortunately, the shingles shot. What is there... <laughs> Is there evidence that that is mRNA or anything I think really they're nasty switching, too? They're switching them all over, but nobody needs a shingle shot. I mean, don't do it. Yeah, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have had chickenpox shots. If you yeah. get chickenpox, you got lifelong immunity. Now we're seeing shingles in ten-year-olds. Right. Right. Yeah. If you were lucky enough to hear episode 389 with Dr. Chris Wrench, you'll understand how important mitochondria is to your energy levels and overall health. So I'm always looking for ways to upgrade my mitochondria and age as slowly as possible through supplements and biohacks. My latest obsession in this category is something called MitoPure, a breakthrough postbiotic that activates your body's natural defense against aging and assists in mitophagy or the clearing out of old bogus mitochondria. It's the first product to offer a precise dose of a compound derived from pomegranate called urolithin A. In fact, MitoPure is the result of over 10 years of research by scientists at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. You can get your daily dose of 500 milligrams of MitoPure by using the berry powder, which I add to my smoothies, yogurt, and other drinks, 
And they also have a vanilla protein powder for muscle building and also soft gels for on-the-go convenience. This is a powerful and super easy way to upgrade mitochondrial function, increase cellular energy, and improve muscle strength. If that sounds like a good plan to you, here's what you do to get on a MitoPure subscription. Visit TimelineNutrition.com. And right now, as a special offer for you Lifestylist listeners, you can use the code LUKE10 to get 10% off any 2, 4, or 12-month MitoPure plan at TimelineNutrition.com. And then what about um, the, the shedding issue? I've noticed in the past couple of years, and I don't, I mean, I don't even spend time with that many people, but I know at least three women that have not been inoculated that have had miscarriages. And I don't, you know, I don't know if that, the law of averages is normal. I mean, the women that have had it say, oh, it's just sometimes your body's getting ready and it's just kind of part of the process, but it seems pretty frequent. Um, is there any data that's that's valid to support the idea that um, a woman's reproductive health could be negatively impacted just by merely being around someone who's undergone the experiment? Yeah. In April of 2021, because we were seeing this so much, I was sitting next to Warren Geek, a computer analyst, because God has a sense of humor, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he has three daughters. And I said, Warren, we're seeing all this bleeding and we need a database. We got to collect data to study this. So what happened was a bunch of us all started to do, you know, it's the old, uh, God's going to figure this out. We, we created a database with Tef- Tiffany Holm in our group, and we've collected 6,000 uh, case reports of women, most of whom, whom did not have the shot, but just had enormous amounts of bleeding just from being around inoculated people. So we had little girls hemorrhaging by being around grandparents. Um, We had a couple deaths of the little girls from vaginal hemorrhaging. Uh, And then countless, countless women uh, with jabbed husbands who then started to have bleeding. Some have been bleeding for a year abnormally. When Fauci said, oh yeah, you know, there's a few menstrual cycle um, disruptions. It's nothing serious more study needs to be done. It's like, dude, we've been studying it. We had, uh, there's a thing called a decidual cast shedding. That's where the entire inside of the uterus just falls out after days of cramping. And in the world literature, we found 40 cases. In our database of 6,000 women, there were 269 cases of decidual cast shedding. It's very, very rare. So we have a database and we're studying this stuff. It's very, very real. And we are not sure what it is. It could be the voltage from the DARPA hydrogel. Um, it could be fragments of, of something. It could be from graphene oxide. I don't know, but it's very, very real. And it's been written about in the pharmaceutical literature since 2015. Right. So, and, and in the original Pfizer documents, for studying, they said, if you were pregnant, it was a reportable event. If you even touch someone who had the shot, they told all men in the clinical trials, do not get someone pregnant after having that shot. 
And now the American College of OBGYN and all the rest of it, they're inoculating all pregnant women. And pregnant women who've had the shot within the first 20 weeks of pregnancy have an 80% miscarriage rate. 80%. This is the data. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a genocide, people. I'm here to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you, but it is. Do do we know... uh how long after someone has elected to take the shot that they are vectors for this kind of uh, toxicity? I mean, does it tone down after a period of time where they're kind of assimilated the bulk of that? Uh, or is someone kind of a permanent... Well, here's the, here's the problem, <laughs> is that the mRNA co-ops the cellular reproductive mechanism so that your body is made into a spike protein factory where you keep manufacturing it because of reverse transcriptase. Remember how they said, oh no, you're a conspiracy theorist. It doesn't affect your DNA. Yeah. Within six hours, it's affecting your DNA. So nobody knows how long it lasts. It's been studied. I think Robert Malone said up to six months And we don't know after that. So my big thing to say to people is just don't get any more. Right now, there are 2.3 billion doses of booster out there. They're they're still mandating boosters. Like, just don't do it. It also seems very strange that I I think everyone uh, that I know at least knows someone firsthand that has had the shot who seems to be living their best life and is fine. And to me, what makes the most sense with that is one of two things. I mean, some people just have a more robust immune system and are just more durable biologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there has to have been some batches of this stuff that was just inert and placebo. If it's having these kind of consequences that are quantifiable, provable, and valid, then there would have been such a massive die-off and sickening of such large swaths of people that it would have alarmed, uh, you know, it would have alarmed the public essentially much faster. Uh, Do you think there's a possibility that some people are just getting saline and they're thinking, oh, that was fine, no reaction? There's no, no question about it. And we even had data from, and I don't know, I think they probably hacked this, but there was a website, How Bad Is My Batch, where it would literally tell you what your batch was and whether or not it had some of the bad stuff in it. And they sent the bad stuff to the red states. So here's the good news. If you're in a blue state, chances are you didn't get the murder weapon on the first round. But also, it's just like you said, they were trying. I mean, it's like a Bond movie, right? With, you know, Dr. Evil there. All right. I mean, how long? Is, how are you doing with it? What percentage died off here? You know, so I, I think it was literally an experiment to see what is the dose in what batch? And and it, it would make them look bad. It would have been very suspicious if everybody dropped dead after getting the, the shot. Remember the nurse on Facebook, you know, and she's all on the news and she's going to get her shot and virtue signal and she literally drops over dead. I mean, we've seen it over and over, one of my favorite, only because I have this kind of sense of humor, was the, the woke comedian who's up there making yeah. fun of people like me and she just falls over, you know, and gets a, a head injury. It's like sometimes, you know, God is instantaneous. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. But you know what? You, 
at least privately, we have to have these moments because it's like um, if you train as a surgeon, you have gallows humor because it's the only day, it's the only way you're going to get through it. I mean, uh, of things being that horrible. Yeah. So uh, the last thing I want to ask you about that, and then I want to talk about, um, I mean, God, we've we've gone for a while here and I'm trying... As usual, I have so many questions and so little time, um, but I want to get you know into some more solution in terms of ways that we can start to you know fortify our lives and the financial collapse and food shortages and all this stuff that's happening. Um, but I wanted to ask you kind of a, a specific question. Around the time of this rollout, there were videos circulating wherein people had become magnetic at the injection site. Mm-hmm. And uh, myself and my immediate circle of friends and family uh, have did not get the injection, but I had a magnet one day on the refrigerator and I thought, oh, I want to see if I'm magnetic, even though I didn't do it. And this is probably a year and a half ago. And there were certain points on my body, specifically up here in my sternum, that the magnet stuck to. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is bizarre because uh, I didn't do the thing. And so I tested a friend of mine and she was magnetic on her arms, calves, multiple places on her chest, uh, specifically where there were large bones or or thin flesh that would give access to the bones, and she hadn't done it either. And I've asked multiple people, you know, that I've interviewed, like, do you have any idea what that could be? I thought it was high iron levels, or I don't know, you know, heavy metals or something. Um, do you have any knowledge or uh, awareness of that being a phenomenon that is shared with others than me and my couple friends? Yeah, there's whole, whole textbooks on magnetic nanoparticles that they have put in chemtrails, water, food, soil, and so on. So uh, in, in, a, in a way, none of us on Earth can escape this sort of slow rollout of toxins that has been uh, created to kill off people. As you know, the Georgia Guidestone said they wanted to get the population down to 500 million on the whole planet. So the plan was to kill millions. So yeah, there's um, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, as we began to research this, what we found is just staggering. I mean, incredible textbooks on all this stuff. Like, whoa, they've been doing this for a long time. Because we too thought, oh, it was, they were doing, by the way, a controlled prospective clinical trial on who was magnetic after the shot. And a reporter was over in, I don't know, the Netherlands doing this, uh, the study where they'd have people put the magnet on them after the shot. And they stopped the study because the researcher said he couldn't take the horror on people's faces when they realized what had been done to them. Because the shot really did it. What, what you're talking about is, you know, ambient stuff in the atmosphere. And we have to remember that even though we've all been affected to some degree, like the shedding in the women and all that, it's nothing like being injected. Being injected right. is a whole other ballgame. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That makes sense. That that was kind of my suspicion. You know, there's there's yeah. so much going on underground that we're just unaware of. One paranoid thought I had, I think at that time, because I had um, within a few days before that gotten a, a nutrient IV, just you know, like a Myers cocktail. Yeah. 
And then I thought, well, who makes those things? Because I, you know, I'm thinking, what did I put in my body? Well, I'm definitely not swallowing anything to my knowledge that would have something magnetic in it. And I thought, oh man, who makes those vitamin IV bags? Pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> you know, I'm I know. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to take more magnesium or something, and I'm like, oh shit. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't put a magnet up to the IV bag to see if any graphene oxide came out of it. But yeah. you know, who knows? I mean, at this point, you you kind of just have to live your life and hope for the best. But that that one was a little troubling, especially as someone who spends so much time and energy just, you know, detoxing and doing all the the right things that I at least, you know, think are right out there. That's so that's right. That's right. All right. Um what I want to get into now in in the I guess the final third or fourth of this conversation, uh, because I know you have some insight into this and some really exciting things to share, is around our financial system and the this the scarcity of food and you know the collapse of the dollar the inflation and all of this it seems to me that there is definitely an, a relationship between what transpired with the pandemic and the enrichment of multinational corporations such as Amazon Apple on and on uh, and the closure of all of these small businesses and just the decimating of the middle class and without being paranoid I mean you could just objectively look at where we are and see, huh, you know, there's food plants blowing up all over the place at an alarming rate. Uh, The economy is obviously tanking. Crypto is not really a viable, really solid, reliable solution in terms of just diversification and financial security. So I began to kind of look into what my dad's been telling me to do probably since I was 10 years old. You need to, <laughs> you need to buy gold and silver. And he's a, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Right, right. You know, so, so I recently, you know, joined this community that, that you're a member of wherein I can buy gold and silver coins and just incrementally start to stack them up, which I feel really good about because I'm not a saver. To me, it's like if I have a net profit at the end of the year with my corporation, they're just going to take it from me. So I have a tendency to just spend all the money on stuff, right? Because if (laughs) whatever's left over, they're going to get more of a piece of. And I know this isn't good financial planning uh, or advice, but it it just speaks to the fact that that I'm becoming more aware of how fragile our our system is here. Well, I mean, in the whole world, but just speaking to the United States and that our fiat currency is is really a, a fabricated system anyway since we left the gold standard and and maybe you could just kind of set us up based on on your knowledge and I know you're not a financial analyst or necessarily a you know full-blown expert on this but because I was the one that I found out about this particular um, opportunity from maybe you could just sort of speak to what our financial world is looking like now that we've been totally decimated by this seemingly intentional rollout. Well, I'm fascinated with the fact that on all these disparate platforms, so we've got Alex Collier, an Andromedan contactee whose work I love, and he says, uh, and he's been in touch with Mornay, you know, the guy from the ship for whatever his whole life. And he's like David Icke, you know, made fun of, threatened, all of that. Um, and he's, you know, probably in his late 60s, early 70s. And he says, silver is going to soar in value. So that's him from that perspective. Then we have Bull Polney. Bull Polney uses biblical cycles and says silver is going to soar between now and the next, let's say, four months. Um, Then we have 
Kirk Elliott, sovereign advisors, uh, two PhDs. He talks about silver is going to soar. And it's interesting because you and I understand how to take care of our health, but the fiat money system has never made sense, right? It just, it's, there's something about it that just never made sense. It doesn't because it's based on air and it's the Babylonian debt slave system. It never made any sense at all. So what makes sense is God's money. It has held its value for millennia. Um, you know, this is silver. Um, these are two silver dollars. The current price is about $34 fiat per one. But I'm thinking right this very minute, I've just had this intuitive sense, get as much silver as I possibly can. And uh, the partnership, the company, um, the membership that you're talking about, what I love about it is it has a what's called a sound money wallet. Sound money is gold and silver. It's like what your dad said, or like my brother who's independently wealthy and didn't go to college, which is why he learned uh, how not to do things. And um, it's God's money, sound money. They've created an incredible system where you can link up your crypto, your bank account to buying fractional amounts of gold and silver. If you've got a buck, you can put it into silver. And so... I had to learn the hard way. The second chakra of the body is what I'm board certified in, money, sex, and power. That's the whole reproductive system in men as well as women. And we have had that drained by the system. So I want everyone to have the opportunity, if possible, to put whatever they have into sound money at this particular time. And I'm going to tell you something, your financial advisors, the usual ones, they have never been in a market like this ever, ever. So they're going to tell you, no, just hang on. They didn't, we're going to see the collapse of the fiat money system. And so, by the way, where we're going, I think where we're going is there won't be a need for money. I really believe that like in 12 years and so on. People won't do that. But we each need an alternative economy for when this thing crashes. Now, that could be, in our group, we do um, bartering, timeshare, crypto, gold and silver. But what we know for sure is don't keep your money in the bank. Uh, I mean, so this is a way you want to switch it over. There's gold and silver IRAs, um, all of that sort of thing. And then there are collectible coins, which is a sort of a long-term wealth strategy. I've, uh, at first I thought that was really dumb, but I got into really loving it. And my stack, as it were, is currently uh, up 12, 12%, other people 40%. But if I look at what's going on in the bank or in the stock market, it's not going anywhere. So to me, it's a practical way for people to hedge against what's coming, just like in in 2008. I also think the real estate market is going to tank. Um, so do you know? Do a little research on this, everybody. But I believe everyone should have some gold and silver. And I I keep some of it at home because I think if it's really bad, and we had an interesting example of this in Canada, in Toronto, they had a power outage. Remember that it went on a long time, like a, a day. And it happened when everyone was in this restaurant and one of our community members uh, was there and her kids were at the restaurant 
And like many millennials, they don't carry any cash ever. And they couldn't pay. There was a couple there from the Middle East and they said to the restaurant owner, will you take gold? Absolutely. You see, gold and silver (laughs) will be taken by anybody, as Charlie Ward said, anytime, no matter where you are on the planet. We have uh, a woman in our group who's from an island off the coast of Maine, seventh generation fisherman. Her great grandfather has a had a gold ear shackle. He always wore it in his ear because if he got shipwrecked or he couldn't get home, the gold gave him enough so that he could get home. So I like to think if it gets really bad, which I don't think it will, but if it does, we could sew these, you know, into the pants, uh, into our pants or skirts or or somewhere, you know, gold and silver coins. So that's uh, my take on, and also Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, has a membership in this company. And there's just something about that sound money wallet where you've got an alternative economy where you don't have Biden's 87,000 new IRS agents um, with access to that. So, you know, people should, you know, I kind of like that idea. And, you know, I I pay my massage therapist in the sound money wallet. I just pay him in silver. And the same with my person who cuts my hair. So again, it's that alternative economy because we all need that. And, you know, I think eventually there will be some digital currency in a crypto wallet that will work that way as well. Yeah. So this I mean, is just one. Yeah. I, I just, I like things that are tangible. And I know that uh, the US dollar, even the, the few that I have of them are, are intangible and they're really an idea. It's not even a thing, right? It's like, it's, it's a digital, um, you know, it's a, it's a digital representation on my computer screen of what, the bank is telling me I have or don't have. It's so um, fragile feeling, you know, which is why I've always been kind of attracted to the gold and silver thing, but I just have had no clue how to do it, right? It's like, what, I have to go find a gold dealer and you Oh can't... my God, and then you don't know. You <laughs> yes. don't know what you're getting and then, uh, you know... In... That's why I've never done it. It's just too yeah. confusing. And you, you can't, if you buy more than $10,000 worth, then it gets reported. Then report, they're going to report know. it. That's why I like, so most of mine is out in a vault in Idaho Falls, but I have some, you know, that's, here's the cool part. They will send it to you. So anytime you want, this is called bullion. Bullion is, you know, just the gold and silver coins. So they'll send you, you know, a stack of these. I don't know why I just feel, I just feel more safe, kind of like having, you know, the beans and the rice in the cellar like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, some of this. It's, you know, it's, it's like actually it, it's probably one of the best forms of prepping too, right? I mean, I have a bunch of, I don't know, rice and beans in a bin, yeah. you know, zombie yeah. apocalypse stuff in the garage somewhere, probably not enough to last very long. But when I started looking into this, I thought, well, I've, you know, I've got a couple of firearms. I have an okay amount of an am- ammunition. Like what do I have that's tradable or barterable? So from the prepper standpoint, I mean, I basically have nothing of value if things went crazy. But let's just say we don't have a societal collapse and I just actually want to build wealth without any sense of, you know, caution or paranoia, then I'm still left with, well, now I have to figure out how to do it. So anyway, that's why this to me was cool, like a membership and having an app 
just like I have my crypto wallet, but I've seen yeah. my I've seen my crypto, and I'm not a big crypto guy, but I, I got a little Bitcoin here and there, and yeah. along the way, and it went up to you know sixty nine thousand dollars for one Bitcoin at one point, and now I think it's like back at nineteen. Like if if I was hedging my bets on just that, like many of my peers in Austin here seem to do, I would be you know shit out of luck. But you don't see a fluctuation like that in metals. It in just fact, doesn't right happen now with silver. It's at a low, and when you when you uh, read about it, this is the time because it's you know they're predicting it's going to go up six to seven times what it is, and and it'll be fast. There's there's plenty of gold, but there's not a lot of silver. Oh, interesting. So, okay, yeah, yeah. That's so, funny because I always think of, I'm always like gold is the thing. You know, I I just discredit silver. I don't know why. Maybe I just like the color gold better. <laughs> no, I like gold better, but but uh, for whatever reason, I'm dumping everything I've got into silver. Okay, cool. Because um, it, it's it's you know I've been um, in touch with a bunch of the the silver people, and and it took it took something. By the way, I want everyone to know this isn't easy to get my financial person. She's not on board with any of this. She thinks I'm nuts, just like your doctor will think you're nuts if you don't want a mammogram. I've never had a mammogram. Why would I do that? I know all about the test. I would never re- recommend the HPV shot. I know all about that too. So I have no problem telling a doctor, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I mean, I love them. I like my colleagues, but I'm not doing that. Um, and it's then I've had to learn, oh, wait, I got to have sovereignty when it comes to my money. I can't let the person who's making a percentage on my money control me. Because right. I want to be a good girl, right? <laughs> yeah. And you and you mentioned uh, Fauci and his army of IRS age, or not Fauci? I'm sorry, Biden. Same same yeah. difference, uh, you know. And I don't even think like to me, Biden is not. It's not even a real person. It's no, like, I don't think so. he's not calling any shots of any kind. There's obviously someone controlling him and his teleprompter. But when they rolled, because I've I, earlier in life when I was a freelancer, I had two different audits and, um, you know, and I, I had everything to back it up and it didn't cost me any money, but it was a huge, huge hassle. It's a huge thing. It's, it's a hassle. Well, it's you know, a I'm, major yeah. pain in the ass. But yeah. the point I'm getting to in terms of just how secure I feel my money is in the bank, a friend of mine owes some back taxes, not very much, I think like $30,000 or something. And he's just like going to get around to paying it later. It's from a couple of years ago. And the, um, the uh, California, uh, the Franchise Tax Board, that's what it's called. The Franchise Tax Board just went into his bank account and just seized all his money. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? They can do that? He's like, yeah, apparently so. Like they don't, you know, they didn't email him or send him a letter and say, "Hey, what's your bank account? We want to start a payment plan." They're just like, "Oh, hey, Chase, uh, there's this client you have. We're just going to take his money." And his bank account was frozen until he resolved it, and that was a huge wake up call for me. I mean, I pay my taxes, unfortunately, but um, you know, it just shows you kind of how we get a false sense of security, myself included. Just like, well, oh, you we're know, fine. I lost uh, Venmo and PayPal. I mean, they just decided, you know, okay, we're cutting you off. And so I called them. Well, you're just not allowed to use PayPal. Well, why? I haven't violated any of your community standards. We're sorry. And then I just noticed uh, Slack as an app for, you know, a company app. They just deplatformed WND, which is a conservative news organization. Just no no explanation, you know, because they can, because they can. 
the PayPal and all, all of that. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's like when you when they go down the the road of censorship, right? There's the first domino. In this case, I would say it was probably Alex Jones, right? Low hanging fruit, real easy to vilify yeah. for the people that you know don't enjoy his content. And everyone just kind of went along with it. And even even conservatives were like, ah, oh, too bad. He's a little too out there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, he lost his Instagram, you know, banned from YouTube, et cetera. But next comes the payment processors on your website, right? Yep. Then it's Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Chase, all that. I mean, that's gnarly. So I don't, I mean, this is probably one of the most controversial interviews I've done in a while. So we'll see what happens. But... <laughs> You know, I think about that with myself. My business depends on PayPal and all these different platforms, right? And it's, I mean, at the flip of a switch, they could deem me as being one of the disinformation, uh, you know, maybe not the top dozen. I'm not that well known, but that could happen to me. So then it gets to like, oh, well, what assets do I really have that are that are untouchable? And so that's, you know, another thing that's kind of led me into my interest in, in the metal. So, yeah, um, you yeah. Know. No, and I also... Good about it. Yeah, yeah. And also for people uh, listening, I'll probably put this in the intro and the outro, but if you are curious about this as I am and I'm getting more and more interested in it, you can go to lukestory.com slash real money where you can like check out this membership with the gold and silver coins and all this stuff. Cause to me, it was the easiest entry point because, like I said, it's just too confusing. But if I have an app, everything looked legitimate and easy to handle and not have to be like a financial or tech wizard to get in there and like do my thing. So lukestory.com slash real money for those of you that want to check that out. Um, what do you have next going on in your career and life? I mean, if you've been shut out of PayPal and I don't know exactly how you support yourself, but you know, what, are you doing more activism, public speaking? I know you've written a grip of books. I mean, you're a very well-known personality and someone who's highly respected and still very much so by enough people. Yeah. Uh, but well, you, this like, is, I got to show you this book. I did this with Clay Clark. This is the Mom's Guide to the COVID Shot. This caused me to lose my media liability. Um, it's, you know, it's full of pictures. You can get it on Amazon and I donate all the money to Main Stands Up. I'm going to be speaking uh, next Saturday with uh, Brandon Straka, the walkaway movement. And he's calling his thing um, uh, the Army of the Awakened which is very cool. And yeah. it's just just to leave extreme, just to leave extreme politics behind. Going down to Tampa, um, the Zelenko Foundation, you know, Zev Zelenko saved millions of lives by get, doing the right thing and the Zelenko Protocol and all of that. And he died of cancer. But uh, the Zelenko Foundation is going to honor some of us who've been the pioneers in this movement, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Barbara Lowe Fisher, me, Maureen McDonald. So that's at the end of September. Then I'm going to be uh, doing a kind of a tour um, with my friend George Lewis, who's a, an astrologer and someone, a great musician. And we're all going down to Orlando, uh, Alex Collier, Elena Danon, all the people who've done the really off-world stuff will all be together in a in a galactic thing uh, in Orlando that um, is being, it's like the first ever of these people. I mean, you know, like what you were saying 
the people that we thought were so out there that nobody listened to them. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's going to be that that whole group together. The you know the Sasquatch, the what's going on in the Antarctica. I'm having fun <laughs> with that. Um, I, love I also it. I have a company called Amada Life, and we make uh, supplements for midlife women and also for men that help the prostate. And that's worked beautifully because a lot of the patriots were supporting each other um you know with uh, with our separate little economy and believe it or not i still have uh, a pretty robust mailing list and of of people interested in the affiliate programs we do and and all of that kind of thing so it's been it's almost like god said okay we're going to take this away but don't worry cuz in july of 2020 my staff was like, oh my God, I mean, these, the hate on your Facebook and you can't, uh, blah, blah, blah. and I said, well, I got to still keep talking. This was before I was deplatformed because it's helping a lot of people. And I know that they're being canceled because I am. And um, we lost uh, about 3,000 followers in July of 2020 and gained 15,000. Now, of course, I don't use those platforms except for a little bit at a time. I, I was actually thinking, well, if I play my harp and then say something controversial, maybe the vibration <laughs> will keep them from noticing I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, the gold and silver thing came along with uh, people who were in our main stands up group. So I started that in uh, January of 2021, working with my daughter. I met Seth. It's like, we're going to win this, everybody. Grassroots. It's going to be like from the ground up. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that's what's fun about it. The people right right around you are going to create these little pockets of sanity. I think that's what's exciting and encouraging is, is that point of view, the grassroots point of view specifically, because as I was talking about very early in the conversation, there was a time when you had this sort of false hope that, you know, Trump as this outsider was going to come in and he was really going to shake things up and change things. And you know, ultimately what we got was Operation Warp Speed and mandates. You know? so it's like, <laughs> but you know what I think of on that one? I've thought about it a lot. Um, he was really duped by, uh, he, okay, it's one of two things. He was completely duped by Deborah Burks. Can you believe she's coming out now and she's saying, oh, well, we knew. We knew it was only, so, oh, really? You've ruined this person's life and that industry, but you knew? Are you So it's either that he was hopelessly deluded by Burks and Collins and Fauci, or, or, this is the one I like, he was just brought in to um, shake up the system so that people would see what it had been. And they had to do warp speed and have uh, people who were going to leave and be harmed rather than have the entire human race wiped out. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like some, yeah. some 4D chess kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like that. Like that. I mean, and, I, and, you know, I have yeah. astrologers who tell me, you know, Trump will be back. It's right in his chart. That's interesting. Well, I, I think what I was getting at with that, uh, and thank you for sharing that too, that's an interesting perspective, but... I think many people that were kind of holding hope that something, even people that didn't like the guy, I mean, I wasn't particularly like a Donald Trump fan. I just liked that something was changing and it was different, you know, and that the media was being exposed and totally has been totally decimated in terms of their uh, trustworthiness, which they didn't deserve, obviously. 
you know, for, for the most part, speaking of the corporate kind of mainstream media, but the grassroots approach is much different in that it's not, oh, we got to vote for the right people. And yeah, sure, you could vote for some people that are going to, you know, pass your criteria of the single issue. Okay, sure. But we're not going to vote our way out of this because the entire system and both sides, it's, it's a big psyop, right? Both sides are both controlled by the same entities that don't have the best interest of humanity at large in their plan, right? So it's like, okay, just neighborhood by neighborhood that's is, it. is the way that's to do how it. We're, that's how we're going to do it. Like there are, pl- Maine's have been taken over by the World Economic Forum. I mean, we're, we're like Davos 2.0 in Camden, Maine. And there are whole peninsulas where there's American flags and Trump signs. And so we're, we've, we've got that consciousness community side by side with the other stuff. And remember that if you look at some of those extreme policies, I mean, you remember BLM burning down the cities? It's like, really? Like, really? I I don't think that this has anything to do with peace, love. In fact, uh, what do they call it? Um, Diversity, equity. When you hear that, that's Marxism. That's communism. That's the regressive off-planet species, just so you know. It has never worked anywhere it will never work ever so you know that's on the way out but it's true if if trump had come back the way you know i was like you it's like oh please do this we never would have got strengthened the way we are now strengthened we never would have found each other we never would have we've got um four members of our group that bought farms they're growing food for everybody I mean, it's exciting. And Maine actually has a food sovereignty bill. We have the right to grow our own food. I thought that was a dumb bill until I found out that's not so dumb. There are a lot of states that do not have that right. The FDA can come in and shut you down for anything. Oh, by the way, I think all those food plants that have been decimated, there may be an alternative reason. That may be the kind of food we shouldn't be eating anyway. And oh, I just right. heard this from a couple like in New Hampshire. The, the Nabisco factory or whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like that. Or, you know, the yeah. one where the DNA in the hamburger isn't quite the species you're interested in. Right. Um, but I've been told that Walmart is going to be the place where they're storing up all the stuff that people will need. So they went to their local Walmart and they said there are these huge gray storage containers now all over Walmart. So we'll all have to go out and check this out, that that's all going to be there for people. That Walmart has been taken over by the, by the white hats, by the good guys. We'll Interesting. See. Oh, I know. Man. Oh yeah. my God. What a, what a, <laughs> what a fun conversation. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. Uh, I, I just love getting out there and talking about this kind of stuff. You know, this is the kind of stuff I talk about with my friends. We're trying to, we're trying to figure it out. You know, it's yeah. like, we I don't all know. Are. I don't know which part of this you're right about, which part I'm right about, but somewhere in the middle there, we're figuring something out that's working. You seem happy. I'm happy. Meanwhile, <laughs> right from one perspective, you could say, "Oh my God, we are doomed. We are living in purgatory, just on our way to the gates of hell." But then, as a result of all of this stuff happening, I mean, my friends are making food for us in their yards. I'm going to do one soon. I mean. We are going, okay, well, we can't really tear down this system, but we can build our own microsystems that then eventually blossom and hopefully become a new way of, of doing things that, that has 
true equity for people, right? True compassion, true fairness, true justice, law. I mean, you know, not not the police law necessarily, but just spiritual law, like righteousness, doing the right thing, not yeah, harming, and, not, yeah, not harming not other people. Mention, not to mention all the hidden technologies for free energy. Um, right. You know, every holistic medical thing ever known has been uh, torn apart. Every one of them. I mean, by the whole Rockefeller medicine, I know all about that as past president of the American Holistic Medical Association. So, you know, as Linus Pauling said, what we're not up on, we tend to be down on. So all of modern medicine is incredible for blunt trauma, fractures, that kind of thing. Other than that, stay away. And we're going to have a whole new medical system based on nature, based on sound, light, frequency, healing bowls, the scalar technology. We're not meant to be sick like we are. And that's what's coming. We're we're at the last gasp of the old order. I'm very excited about the future. Awesome. I am too. I got one more question for you. Who have been three teachers or teachings that have impacted your life that you can share with us? Uh, Definitely Louise Hay. You can heal your life. Gladys McGarry, who revised her book, Living Medicine, at the age of 100. And uh, she went around with her daughter and they delivered babies. She did all the work of uh, Edgar Cayce. Uh, And so she taught me all about that stuff. And um, Belinda Womack, who channels the 12 Archangels and uh, has been really, really helpful in my life as as a medium. Having, uh, having me get in touch with those who are on the other side and getting their wisdom. Uh, you know, a lot of us, a lot of who we are is not in this body. It's like out there. And so it's good to have someone who can translate that for us. So, uh, you awesome. know, there are many more, but those three come to mind cool. right now. Yeah. I love it. All right. We're going to put those in the show notes and people can go check it out. I was only familiar with... Uh, uh, Luis Hay out of those. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. great. All right, well, we did it. Thank you so much again for joining me. I appreciate you uh, spending so much time with me and just digging into all the nitty gritty stuff. It's always fun for me to do a show with someone like you because I there's no limits. <laughs> you know, we can just we can <laughs> go to the fringes and back, and you know, that's hopefully, right. we, hopefully, we took a few listeners with us. So, thank you so much. I look forward to doing it again. Thank you so much, Luke. Well, that's all, folks. As I expressed during the intro, this one was going to be one hell of a ride, and indeed it was, at least for myself. Now, my wish is that this episode left you with a sense of hope, along with some solid recommendations on how we can work together to create the world we know we all deserve, which to me is one of equality, justice, and of course, freedom to live in love as granted by our divine birthright as sovereign brothers and sisters of planet Earth. So I just want to say, fear not, my friends, no matter how grim our prospects seem to be, I truly believe we sit at the threshold of what will ultimately emerge as a great transition of positive change. And if you were intrigued by our shared interest in gold and silver investment, again, I'll remind you to visit lukestory.com slash real money to join our community of freedom oriented people that are facilitating a parallel economy based on a currency of actual value as opposed to our delicate fiat dollars about which I'm becoming increasingly doubtful based on what's happening in the world economy at this moment. Again, the link to join me in learning more about how to create financial security is lukestory.com slash real money. 
Now, after this knockout punch of an episode, I thought we'd keep it a bit lighter next week where I sit down with Naveen Jain for number 436, where we discuss the future of genetic testing, bio-individuality, and personalized diet and supplementation based on lab testing. Really cool stuff. And I'm really excited to share next week's show with you as we are now entering into the most advanced period of personal health we've ever known. Thanks in part to the technology created by Naveen and his company Viome. So that one's going to be a mind blower when it comes to personalized health. And make sure to click follow or subscribe on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss next week's show or any shows to follow. I'm just going to let you know, guys, I've got some incredible content coming your way throughout the rest of this year, about which I am beyond excited. So stay tuned to the Lifestylist podcast, and we will keep the momentum of this awakening going together. God bless you. 